0: Hi, everybody. It's Jay. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare. I'm also the host of the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. The 2016 edition of the book Maximize Your Medicare is available pretty much anywhere, including Amazon. You can also order it from your local bookstore. Be sure to like the Maximize Your Medicare page on Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast anywhere that free podcasts are available, including iTunes. Today's podcast is not financial advice. It is also not the offer of any financial instrument, including but not limited to insurance. Comments and information in this podcast are not sanctioned or endorsed by any government agency, including but not limited to Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the CMS. With all of that good stuff out of the way, we begin in five, four, three, two. What
1: there you are, okay, cool. are you deaf? I'm good. How are you? I'm well good um i something was changed on my on my um program here, and I didn't know it, so I'm gonna start all over again, okay. Okay, not a problem. Okay, good. Diva Dialogue, a talk show where we cover topics about healing from addiction to getting rid of your zits. Um, if you're feeling passionate about something we're talking about, give us a call on our call-in number, 989-402-5414, so you can talk with our coach, Deb, who's been coaching for six years. Without further ado, here's our host, Deb. Hi, welcome to Diva Dialogue on this sunny but cold May day. I can't believe it snowed yesterday. Wow. Anyway, here on Diva Dialogue, we talk about anything we want, and that's the cool thing about it. Sometimes we talk about things that are very relevant, which is something that we're going to do today. And sometimes I just invite friends to hang out, which is something we're doing today. Uh, You know... Sometimes we meet a person that comes in and out of our lives and it's always at a very timely time that they seem to appear again. And this is one of those people. I welcome you, J.O.
2: Morning, Dad. How are you?
1: I'm good. Good How are you? Just barely, though. It's just barely afternoon. Where are you? Oh,
2: I'm calling from
1: uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan today. Oh, you're in Ann Arbor. What are you doing in Ann Arbor?
2: I'm visiting persons, uh, you know, as you know, I have clients throughout the state of Michigan, certainly, and in other states. And some of them are turning 65 in the coming days, as you know. And that's the point of the book that I've written, which is that we're not getting away from the fact 10,000 people a day turn 65 in the U.S. every day.
1: That's staggering, isn't it? That number? Wow.
2: And it's not only that, but it's, to, it's not going to stop for the next two decades, basically. The baby boomers are here in force.
1: Wow. So, boy, I don't know what that's going to do to our Social Security, which is what we're going to kind of be talking about today. Isn't that right?
2: Sure. A couple of things, notable things have happened because we've been very busy in dealing with some important legal changes or social security legal changes which have changed the social security system especially for persons who are either divorced or have been married or are currently married that the idea that you've been able to uh, receive a portion of your spouse's or ex-spouse's social security benefit that is being taken away and in fact it went away just a couple of weeks ago, so that has thrown everyone's retirement plans and their thoughts about where they're going to get income over the next years into retirement. That has thrown a wrench into many persons' uh, train of thought. And then, of course, with Social Security uh, comes Medicare when the people who are turning 65 first become eligible for the most part.
1: Wow, I didn't realize that that went away. So that, wow, that's huge.
2: It is, especially because a large number of people rely on Social Security as their only source of retirement uh, income, and in many cases if Social Security represents the majority. So as a result, what had happened in the past was that you could not receive you could choose to delay receiving your Social Security benefit and have it grow under something called delayed credits. But then you would also be able to receive, in certain instances, 50% of your spouse's or ex-spouse's benefit. Well, that option has now gone away, so that, of course, has left a hole in many persons' budgets and they'll have to plan accordingly.
1: And that's where you come in?
2: Sure, of course, because of that, the entire thought process of where income is going to come from and how it's going to be used, and then, of course, Medicare and your unrestricted rights when you first turn 65. The reality is, Deb, is that most persons don't understand Medicare and don't understand the unrestricted rights you have when you first turn 65, and that's really something that people don't take advantage of, not to mention all of the people who adult-age children who have the responsibility of taking care of their parents who are getting older, and all of a sudden they are responsible for taking care of the household management for not only their children, but in addition to that, their elderly parents, and now all of a sudden they have to deal with a whole new language of Medicare and different terms, different conditions, different types of alternatives that somebody has, and they get thrown into the middle of that. So that, so it can be quite a challenge
1: at this time for those, for those persons. And just the fact that even if you thought you understood it last year, this year, it could be totally different. Well,
2: what is always changing is the Premiums and the co pays and deductibles, the coinsurance. And of course, if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, then the terms and conditions, all the fine print will change. Finally, for persons where prescriptions are important, all of the prescription details, prescription plan details change annually. That's an annual contract. So you may know that people like to, it's human nature, it's everyone's nature you just say okay well I'd like to do this once put it into the bottom drawer and never take it out but reality is is that there's so many people on medicare and 55 more than 55 million current currently on medicare and as I mentioned before with 10,000 people turning 65 every day it's doesn't it's not common sense that everything can stay the same right I mean we have a country that The baby boomers is the largest generation in the nation and they are turning 55 at this pace and that will not stop for 20 years. So the idea of I'm going to just be able to put my Medicare configuration into the bottom drawer, never look at it and it'll be fine. Well, that's probably not going to be sufficient going forward
1: yeah it's it's a little scary how quickly things are changing so you're you're in this is your field this you're an expert in this, and how did you get started in learning so much about Medicare and what made you want to write a book? Well, I think that
2: from my first background is in financial markets and so now I finally get to explain what I know and what I've experienced, which is that I could basically explain everything that was shown in, in the movie The Big Short, which was nominated mm-hmm. for Best Picture this year. So I will know a person and every all of the mechanics of all the details of the movie as far as what go, went on in financial markets. And from there is the very important distinction between Medicare and healthcare care. Medicare is a health is a health insurance contract between you and the federal government. But it is nevertheless a financial contract. Healthcare is be sure to eat fruits and vegetables every day and have a low-sodium diet. (laughs) (laughs) That is healthcare. Medicare is a financial matter about controlling the cost of taking care of yourself if you require medical attention. So really, given my professional expertise, my background, um, having a degree in finance, is to analyze the idea of Medicare as a financial contract, and on that basis, after meeting persons pretty much everywhere, after giving conferences and talks, I just returned from both Atlanta and Chicago over the last couple of weeks, I can pretty much tell you what we already suspect, which is that almost nobody under- fully understands how the pieces fit, much less how to make the choice correctly for themselves. And that is a challenge, and that will continue to be a challenge. And therefore, I don't see an end to that process. I just don't see one because of the fact that there are this many people that require the information, and since no one understands it right now, and that the system is going to change, and must change, that, that... was the reason for writing the book.
1: Very good. So because it changes every year, so you've written one book so far, you have another one. Is it out yet or is it coming out next month? It's in the
2: process now and Sue will have the details on it. In fact, I met with some other representatives on the book because I'm planning a second book which is called Medicare Mayhem and that is its tentative title now.
3: Mm-hmm. I and like the that. point
2: of the book is, <laughs> and it is mayhem because it's not really a maze uh, because a maze tells you that there's a starting point and, and there's an actual ending point where there's an out an exit. The issue for Medicare is the fact that you're having this continual bombardment of different information and you have different information from different types of parties. For example, you'll go to a carrier, uh, an insurance company, and they'll tell you what's good about their plan. But they're not allowed to compare themselves side by side with another carrier's plan. This is not a situation where they get to say, my plan is better than their plan, where on TV you hear that my Ford truck is better than than the Chrysler truck. They're trying to compare on the TV commercials. You cannot do that under Medicare because there are regulations. So the person in the middle hears fragments of information, and each of those fragments are true, but they not, may not be helpful in making a decision. Well, now you're in the middle, and you're hearing all of these different partial fragments, and then everyone with their own specific perspective very difficult, not only for the beneficiary, but reality is that each of these different parties are not talking to each other. So, of course, we have no cohesive uh, solution. We've got no cohesive approach, and we're going to continue on in this. And so Medicare mayhem is really about pointing out examples of this and what each party can do about it to try to make it just a little bit better under very difficult circumstances.
1: So you know I it just sounds so confusing to me and I think that there's a lot of people that don't even realize w- that Medicare only covers certain things. So when you turn let's let's talk get back to the basics a little bit. So when okay. you turn sure. 65 what happens when you turn 65?
2: Well, first of all, if you turn 60 when you turn 65, you're eligible for both part A and part B on the first day of the month that you turn 65. So if your birthday, for example, is June 12th, your Medicare would begin on June 1st of the month of the month that you turn 65 years old. Now there are exceptions, but you know, for our purposes, let's leave the exceptions aside for most persons. That's the way it goes. Now people so I'm one of five expert panelists on a Humana-powered website called MyMedicareAnswers.com. It's an excellent website. It's not a sales site. It's an information site. And there, the question I get asked is, can I delay enrollment in Part B? Well, the answer is yes. If you are co- If you are a full-time employee, then you generally can, and you are covered by your employer, at a large employer, then you can delay. However, if many of these employer-provided plans don't allow you to delay, for example, at a small employer, and large employer can require, for example, the spouse of a full-time employee to actually enroll in Medicare. The reason I brought up MyMedicareAnswers.com is because the most popular question by a long distance is, can I delay enrollment? To which my answer is generally, why would you want to delay enrollment in Medicare? It's a better value from a financial perspective than almost any other health insurance that exists in the country at the moment. And at that price, there's almost no beating it. So that's, my, that's the first nuts and bolts of enrolling to Medicare. So that's my...
3: Uh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: So when I turn 65, I uh, my right. Medicare, whether, whether I do anything about it or not, um, I'm going to be automatically enrolled in Medicare Part A. And where does, do I have to pay for that, or is it free?
2: Part A, if you've paid for the Medicare tax, which is part of your payroll deductions, for example, during working years or your paycheck, If you work for 10 years, then Part A is free, meaning that you've already paid for it, candidly. So reality is, is you do not have to pay a premium for Part A. And you would be automatically enrolled if you have started to receive your Social Security benefits. If you have not started to receive your Social Security benefits, then you must... Enroll, and you do that by going to Medicare.gov, uh, or you can go to your Social Security Administration office and enroll there. So it's very peculiar because now, since they've they've increased the Social Security age to 66 as the full retirement age, now all of a sudden people don't think to turn to go and enroll in Medicare. Thinking that it they go together, they don't go together any longer. Meaning that Medicare, you if you do not receive your Social Security benefits already, then you must you must go and do something to enroll. If you already receive your Social Security benefits, then the card will be sent to you automatically. So that's kind of the way it works.
1: Okay, that that makes sense. So, um, what about like? A woman that is turning sixty five and her husband is still working full time and they have insurance at where they at where her husband works.
2: This is very sensitive here, Deb. It's a very it's an excellent question because most people under the thought that since the husband in your example is currently working, that he is covered, that is True, especially at a large employer, that's certainly true. At a, However, for the spouse, that is up to the employer. So you will need to check specifically with the employer to verify. And I always recommend to persons under this situation, when it's the spouse of a full-time employee, do not presume that you are going to be covered and that you can simply delay enrollment in Medicare. I would not presume that because while you may be covered, you will, there are a couple of different reasons. Number one is some, the employer may require you, the spouse, to enroll in Medicare. That, that is entirely possible. They may say, okay, you don't have to enroll in Medicare, and you can get access to the employer coverage, but it's going to cost you X dollars. And that X dollars can be small, that X dollars can be more expensive than Medicare. And then there's the best of both worlds where you, don't, you can retain your employer, your spouse's coverage, but yet the price is also low. That situation, the third of those situations is going away quickly because you can understand the employers need to cut costs, have the motivation to cut costs especially of retiree benefit, especially of the benefits because that is becoming a very expensive matter for employers which threaten their viability. So you can understand that any of these combinations can exist, in which case it's very important for spouses of full time employees to check and to have this verified. We can not just presume one rule fits all and then one decision fits all that will not work.
1: So that's very confusing right. too you know um, so if, if we if a woman was to call in, would they talk to the HR department, who would they talk to
2: Yes, they would talk to the human rights uh, to human rights mm-hmm. the human resources human resources department and the, or the benefits department and I encourage persons to always get this in writing to get the policy in writing. Because remember, if you're talking to somebody on the phone, that that person on the phone could be having a bad day. Right. Or that person on the phone, their primary responsibility may be in a slightly different specialty. For example, they may be dealing with something like the pen pension or payroll at the Human Resources Department.
1: And so they example. don't really even know for sure.
2: They may not know specifically for sure. And they just want to. They may be entirely well-meaning, right? But then that doesn't mean that human errors can't occur. The issue, the problem, of course, that brings is that their human error doesn't mean that doesn't stop you from paying the consequences for their error. You're the one paying the consequences for their error. So as a result. That's why I always encourage persons to say, okay, well, you got this answer over the phone. That's fine and acceptable. Now can I see the piece of paper that tells me this, that verifies that verbal explanation? Because that is, that, that you can defend yourself with by saying, look, here's what I was told. I made a decision based on that. And then you can actually make appeals if there is a problem in the future. However, if you simply misheard, and then you get into a set, uh, issue of, you know, they said I heard, et cetera, et cetera, that back and forth is much more difficult path to follow.
3: Mm
1: very difficult so However, so really if you're turning 65 and working or you have a spouse that's working and you're turning 65 it really doesn't matter you should get everything in writing for your from your employer right That's
2: what I recommend because that is your best defense because then I can help I can I can help in other words I can get a call from I get this call which is that I get the situation, well, I'm employed and I was told this by HR and it didn't turn out to be right, etc., etc. And I wasn't, Jay wasn't there. So I say, okay, show me the paper. Let me see the documentation of the paper trail. Let me try to help you interpret what you've received so that we know that it's accurate and so that you know the path going forward. And from there... Of course, if an, if an error has been made and it was not your misunderstanding, but it was an error or something wasn't, something was told to you differently than in writing, then we've got to rely on that document.
3: Right. And we
2: need to, of course, see the document. So that becomes
1: important. Okay. So, wow. You know, I, and how somebody would think that they could do this on their own is beyond me. And then just to muddy the waters even more, and that's why there's people like you helping us, there's all kinds of different Medicare supplements that you can get, and that's another thing that I don't think everybody is aware of, and that um, there are several choices, and you don't have to go with one that you're not comfortable with. I think
2: that it's an excellent point, Deb, because... I would just tell persons, uh, just to put on your common sense hat for a moment. And, you know, we have a skeptical society, of course. Everybody knows this. and But the reality is this, is that the market is 55 million of you, 10,000 people a day of Medicare beneficiaries. So there's a lot of, there are a lot of companies competing to try to get your business So that's number one. So there is a selection, and it's a wide variety. The second point is that given what I just mentioned, it is highly unlikely that the company, the insurance carrier, is out to just not stand up to their written contract. It can be very easy to say, well, the insurance company doesn't pay, and they they didn't do what they said they would do on the contract. Well, the reality is is that each of these companies have a regulator, and the regulator includes the federal government that can put a stop to sales mm. of a product if they find a the carrier is violating the rules. In fact, this year, there is a Medicare Advantage, a large one, a Medicare Advantage, and a prescription drug carrier who is Future sales for this year are now suspended.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) Entirely. And who, are you allowed to say who that is?
2: Uh, It is Cigna.
1: Wow, that is huge.
2: And so you can imagine these are probably fairly unpleasant days in that department at Cigna. Yes. (laughs) But... And you may think that that is, okay, well, see, there's evidence of, you know, wrongdoing or, you know, negligence or whatever. What I would actually point out is the words of comfort for you, which is that if someone is violating the regulations as written, the penalties for doing that are severe. They cannot sell to a market which has 10,000 new customers every day. They don't have access to them at all.
1: Yeah, that's that's huge. That's <laughs> bigger than a slap on the hand, isn't it?
2: <laughs> so exactly. So in other words, so now let's just put your put yourself in the shoes of the seller. Really, you're going to buy, knowingly violate the terms and conditions of the rule that you I don't wrote that, think you, so. that right. you would stand up to. That 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 it feels like that on a on a private level. I can understand that. Right, on an individual level, you may feel like, oh, well, the carrier is out to get me or yeah, the carrier is treating me unfairly, and it's you take it personally. But if you step back, even just two steps backwards, mm-hmm. and remember that the market's that big and the future market is that huge
3: mm-hmm.
1: and
2: is a certainty. That's not 10,000 right. people a day. There's no turning that boat around.
1: Unfortunately.
2: Right. <laughs> Uh, that that vote will continue in that direction guaranteed for 20 years so why would they mess up the opportunity to even to approach them they don't even get the chance to enroll a new person
1: right okay. so that's terrible so um so let's let's go over the steps again you're turning 65 okay. you need to contact Either your employer or your spouse's employer to find out what their policy is about their continued insurance coverage before Absolutely. you get a Medicare supplement.
2: If you're to, so that you know what you're required to do, and you will also want to know the price. For example, oh, spouse, right. let's say, because Price does matter here, of course. It always is about money, right? Like I said, this is a this is a financial contract, so right. it has money involved.
1: So we're asking so for coverage and the price of that coverage. Correct. Okay. So, and then so we get that information, and then we um, have the opportunity to sit down with somebody that sells Medicare supplements, and, and a lot Medicare
2: of Medicare Advantage as, as well, of course. Okay. So the enrollment What's the rules are, like I said, in the three months before that, before your Medicare begins, you have unrestricted rights at that point, irrespective of your health situation. So
1: irrespective say, of your
2: financial say
1: situation. that again, and and really because that's impactful, I think. Um, say that again, that what you just said.
2: Well, let's again use our example and say the person's birthday is July, is June 12th. So that person becomes eligible on June 1st. On the three months prior to June 1st, meaning the months of May, April, and March, my right. example, the consumer has unrestricted rights to purchase any plan at the best possible price, period.
1: So, And it doesn't matter um, if they have been ill in the past. It doesn't matter. And so that's what's going to make the difference of what plan you get is, I would think, the, the situation of your health, right?
2: Of course. this And this is the best thing about Medicare is reality, is that since the price, since you get unrestricted rights to the best price, You also remember as a person, you have your own inside information about your own health and risks on your health. So then that means you get to choose the best combination and no one gets, the seller does not get to change anything. And you have that unrestricted right according to federal regulations. And that is the way this window doesn't stay open forever. And that is key. Part of the message of Maximize Your Medicare is to say, it's fine that you may have a financial situation of whatever uh, individual reason or motivation. We're not. It's not the point of the book to make suggestions about how to make more money about this or that, but it is to say, here is your chance to... Choose amongst the widest variety of plans at a price point that fits your budget and your health situation, all under your control. And there's nothing any seller can say about it, which is the which is the, a really a unique situation from a buyer and a seller point
3: of view.
1: Now, does that the only buyer. happen when you're turning when you first are turning 65, or is that true every year when you go to get a Medicare supplement?
2: In Michigan, it is once a year. It is, sorry, excuse me, let me read In Michigan, the fully unrestricted rights are when you first turn 65. After 65, then your selection, you do have the ability to change. For example, you can change your prescription plan without restriction. You can change into a Medicare Advantage plan without restriction during football season or October 15th to December 7th, which is the annual election period you can change. However, if you want to buy a different type of plan called Medigap or Medicare supplement, then your open window ends when you turn 65 and a half years old. And then at that point, the sellers can ask you medical questions and then they have the right to refuse based on your answers.
1: Uh, So say I'm just turning 65 and I buy one that only covers basically catastrophic stuff. And then I go to the doctor two weeks after I turn 65 and I find out that I have a heart condition. Can I go back and change that plan at that point? If you're not 65 and a half,
2: then the answer to that is yes. Okay. Right. So you said you said two weeks later. Right. So yes, two weeks later. Yes, absolutely possible.
1: So that's that's um that's pretty important. So if you are turning sixty five, I suggest that you go get a checkup. You at least want to
2: know. Will you will want to know exactly? And most people do know. Many people more than you. I, it has been pleasing to me that. Many people are aware broadly of what their family's medical history is for example some persons may for example in fe- for females you may have a history of your mother your grandmother, your sisters having osteoporosis for example right. one that kind of can run across gender lines uh, in families in which case, Okay, well, maybe you can suspect that you will require more extensive medical care over time. Right. That is, that is one. In which case, even when the symptoms don't show up on day one, you may think in the future it may and may want to plan for it today. Because, like I said, if it shows up when you're 66 and then you call me and say, Jay, I want the most comprehensive plan that exists, remember that the seller in that situation, can say no.
3: Hmm. And
2: I don't control those rules, nor do you. We don't have a say in the rules at that point. We have a say today. We know what those rules are, which is you're right. turning 65. The answer is you're accepted. Period. Right. Period. <laughs> There's no exception to it. So when you get these free options, that as we know, as we get, <laughs> everyone's getting older, of course, but as we just generally go through the real world, we realize that free options don't come around very easily. Not certainly free options of something of this importance.
1: Right, right, for the rest of your life. It will affect And you.
2: here it is. Right. And here, literally, here it is.
1: Right. So um, what is, so you mentioned a couple different types of insurance. You said Medicare Advantage, you said um, Medigap, and there was one other thing that you said. Well, Medigap and Medicare
2: Supplement, those are two of the same thing. So if I briefly cover it, Medicare Advantage is combining, in most instances, both medical and prescription. And they'll have a, the important thing to know are two things. Number one is it's an annual contract, meaning that it changes every year, meaning you can change it every year. But that also means that all the co deductible, and co-insurance, that's also likely to change annually. That's the first part. The second part to Medicare Advantage is, is the concept of network. And some of those networks are very wide and don't place a lot of restrictions. Some of them require you to use a primary care physician and to stay within the network. Otherwise, they will not pay for anything. So it, it will vary wildly within the type of network. So that is Medicare Advantage. Without getting into the as detail for today, Medicare Supplement is a grid of plans, letters A through N. Those are uh, those are the outstanding things. There are two outstanding things. They number one is they are standardized. That means that plan N by insurance company one is the same thing as plan N by insurance company two. So, in other words, if, if Deb's insurance company offered plan N, it would be the same as Jay's insurance company. It's plan N. It, the language is exactly the same.
1: Exactly. But is the cost variable?
2: The, our premiums can be different from one another, so you can understand what I would do, which means that the best carrier, the cheapest carrier, for example, the least expensive carrier in here in Ann Arbor is very likely to be different than the least expensive carrier in Miami, Florida.
3: Hmm.
2: And so that's why GH2 Benefits, you know, my firm is set up to represent the widest variety of high quality carriers because we do the shopping and do the comparing. And then when that, when we meet new clients, we then go through this decision-making process and say, okay, given what you've told us, given what you said, your preferences are and doctors and prescriptions and all of the moving parts here are the most, here are a number of selections that are possible. And of those, here's the best price point, et cetera, et cetera. In other words, helping you get
3: through the
2: menu of all the inputs, and then, then ultimately try to help you decide on what's best for you at this very important time when all the when the menu is as big as can possibly be.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a little overwhelming, isn't it? I mean to a lay person. With,
2: yeah, I think I think the overwhelming part is that the main thing is that Medicare is actually quite different than health insurance when you work for an employer or when you're even when you've bought it for yourself before Medicare. Right.
3: Because
2: the uh, the terms especially because the terms look the same, but they actually work differently.
3: Mm. Meaning
2: that somebody says okay well it's a deductible well under medicare deductible there are different types of deductibles one's an annual deductible one's not an annual deductible and then a lot of times the idea of selecting across 25 prescription plans well if you work for an employer there's one prescription plan and that's the one embedded inside the employer provided plan so there's so now all of a sudden you've got Different language, and then you have an indifferent, entirely different world of selecting.
1: Shoo! Wow. So, um, so Medicare Part A covers doctors' visits and hospitalization. Is that correct?
2: Uh, Medicare Part A is really for hospitalization. So it covers hospitalization. It covers skilled nursing facility, otherwise known as nursing home which also encompasses home health care for for example physical therapy at your home and then also it covers hospice so that is part a very important part here i think our last part here on part a is that medicare is not this is not long-term care long-term care is not addressed under medicare um long-term care and skilled nursing facility is not custodial care, meaning it does not help you with cooking and cleaning and bathing, for example. That is not. not the scope of Medicare Part A. It's not the scope of Medicare at all.
1: And it has to okay. be doctor-ordered to, to be in It has to be
2: doctor-ordered, right? correct, exactly right.
1: Okay. So what is Part B?
2: Part B is services rendered, so in other words, positions x-rays, exams, these are, they call it medical, I would have called it services because it has much more than just, uh, it's more specific in terms of everything that you see outside of the hospital for a service that is generally covered by Medicare Part B. And for it, that is what you are paying the premium for. You do have to pay. It does not come for free. It has a monthly premium. It also has a one-time annual deductible. And these details, Deb, I don't rather bog down our conversation, they're all available on the website for the book, which is MaximizeYourMedicare.com.
1: Wait, I have to write that down. Maximize. Okay.
2: MaximizeYourMedicare.com, which is the website, official website to my book. In there, the grid of what the premiums are is in that inside the website, so that people don't have to flip around or
3: oh, go to
2: their manuals and this type of thing. There's the shortcut to there. It's also in, of course, inside the book. At any rate, yes. So there's an annual deductible. Once you pay the deductible, then. Medicare will pay for 80%, and you are responsible for 20%.
1: Okay. So that's where the Medicare supplement comes in.
2: Right. If you have a Medicare supplement, then Medicare supplement will pay for what Medicare does not. Okay. If you have Medicare Advantage, You don't really go by that schedule. The schedule you go by is one that is replaced inside the annual contract. So, in other words, hospitalization may be X dollars a day, and then primary Mm -hmm. care physicians may be Y dollars per visit. So, you will follow their schedule instead of the Medicare premiums and deductible schedule.
1: Okay. So... So, all this is um, so complicated, but I'm just going to throw one more little piece of mud in the water. What if I go to Europe? Does all this coverage go with me if I buy a supplement and I have Medicare Part A and B?
2: It's interesting because the different types of plans cover foreign travel differently. So your question was actually posed to me and my quote on it was was featured in the USA today uh, at the end of last year on this exact same question so what happens is that if you have a medicare supplement you have to pay a deductible and then you are limited then they will pay the 80% then they will cover you up to a $50,000 maximum benefit amount Okay so you pay okay. a deductible
1: and, and then, then have, and then they do they try to get you home in in that time' it's,
2: re, it, it's not for persons who are moving to for example to Belize and want to make that their new residence. It is not intended for that
3: so uh,
2: it's actually quite specific uh, it's not necessary and it's not for travel home.
1: It's oh, not for the expense. Okay.
2: It is for emergency medical coverage. Okay. It's not for travel. So
1: it would be up to you to get back, and so that you'd be yeah. back on your home turf. But
2: you okay. could get medical coverage. You can get medical coverage while in a foreign country. Okay. On Medicare Advantage, it is also possible to have coverage while overseas or outside of the United States, but that will be entirely up to the specific plan that you select. So remember I was saying that under Medicare supplement, all the language is standardized. It's standardized here. Okay. Under Medicare Advantage, every moving part is moving across every plan. So if you were a person who wanted to do a lot of traveling and wanted to have Medicare Advantage, then you would, it would be a good idea to try to identify those plans that need to have some coverage if you traveled internationally.
3: Okay.
1: And you have to kind of, you know, that's a lot of things that you have to think of in advance. You have to consider which plan to get, depending on your health, and it would probably behoove you to get the best plan you can because you never know when you're going to get sick, Right. Especially when
2: you're first turning 65, Deb, this is generally, right, with a blank piece of paper, let's just presume that I have, uh, that I don't struggle to put food on the table. Let's just use that as the starting point. If that is the case, I tell persons generally to yes, because I don't try to say, stay at home and save every penny presuming that you're going to get sick I want people to right. be active when they can, when they're able to when they want to be when they have the desire to want to go out and explore see something they have not seen eaten something they have not eaten for example because like you point out there's some randomness involved in life
3: right. of course
2: and I, I don't and generally speaking I tell persons if financial matters become a a burden later, you can adjust your Medicare configuration to a more restrictive one at that point. But you cannot go the other way. Uh. Not necessarily. You cannot necessarily go the other way. So if you're 66 and you call me and say, Jay, I chose the cheapest plan on day one, because I wanted to save the $10 or extra dollars, and it's going to be more than 10 but I wanted to save this extra money. But right away here at 66, I'm going to get hit with a bunch of bills. Can mm. I do anything to avoid this? The answer is at that time, no.
3: there's going to be a
2: very limited number of things that I can do.
1: But I can if I, let's just say I get one, a, a, a good solid one that um right has a, a some good built-in protection for me. Can I continue that same plan regardless of my health?
2: Yes, it's an excellent point, which is that as long as you pay premiums under Medigap or Medicare supplement, those are the same thing. As long as you pay premiums, nobody can eject you from
1: the plan. Okay. So as long as I live, I can pay the same.
2: It is guaranteed renewable.
1: Okay. Although the price may vary.
2: It may based on your age. Uh, Now people, you know, I've spoken in public a number of times and someone said, well, they're just going to jack up the price, you know, randomly. That is not true. Every carrier must spend 80%, 80 cents on every dollar on claims.
1: Oh, that's a good thing to know.
2: Right. If they do not, they must refund you the difference, and I can tell you that works because my mother has received a refund in the oh.
3: past.
1: So, you know, that the better we take care of ourselves as we're approaching that age, the potentially less expensive the plans will be.
2: Well, of course, if we could control not only yourself but all of your neighbors
1: because right.
2: this is based on the entire set of
1: right. you. So that gives okay, us so good incentives that, as a not, group to to stay well, to stay healthy, to stay active. Of course. Yeah.
2: And of course, I tell persons the best insurance by far is to stay healthy. Right. Of course, that is always the best, is to not use your insurance. Right. That's the best insurance.
1: You know, and you have to laugh when people say, well, I got all the insurance and then I didn't even use it. Well, thank God. <laughs> it, it's... <laughs>
2: It's pretty interesting because, as you know, as you probably know, as a point I mentioned before, we have a skeptical society, and I understand that. And some of that is certainly earned, no question. By that same token, persons always person with the perspective that you just mentioned—that presumed you had a crystal ball to say that That's everything right. was going to go with, go with that
1: smoothly. Right. It's just like, same as homeowners insurance. Your exactly. house could burn down tomorrow. Right. It could never burn down. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. So, but
2: nevertheless, you—if you have even a single
3: instance—a
2: uh, fact that we haven't talked about—is the number one, the number one cause of household bankruptcy is not credit card debt. It is not betting on. You're on home equity loans, using home equity loans. It is not. It is on health care costs. Because, as you know, it is because the health care costs matter, it's not only once. It's multiple times. Right. It can be multiple times. The same person who slips and falls in January just happens to not coincidentally be the person who's prone to slip and fall in March. Right. Or, and I don't need to tell you the recurrence, for example, men, prostate matters. Right. right? This, this is very common to recur. So it's not only it's a to just have a random instance once, but that random instance hits the same person on multiple occasions. Right. And so you don't know how long this financial impact lasts. So then, you, mm-hmm. you have financial issues as a result of healthcare matters.
1: Yep, and and how many times do we see that over and over and over again? So, wow, Jay, thanks. You you know a lot. You're very smart.
2: No, it's just that I've seen a lot of examples in different from every financial and health background. I think that you know the book does a very nice job, and the the part here, Deb, is that. The rules the rules are actually known. They're in black and white when you can sign up, mm-hmm. for example. Your eligibility, are you eligible? What is the premium for basic Part B? That is known in black and white. You can find that in a thousand places, no problem. However, going through the decisions of, along the lines of your questions, however, that's what the book is for.
3: Right,
1: and what, what is the of name of that? are going to call me.
2: I already accept that. Right, I'm people like me are financial people. I'm the root of all evil. <laughs> I Right, that I can understand. If that's the case, and you do, you're not going to call, you're not going to send me an email, you're not going to write to me. Fine. There's an inexpensive book as a guide of examples of what can happen. I call them "This Happens," which is examples of what. Decision making certain persons do, and some kind of the something they didn't think through entirely, right? And then all the and then they find out what the consequence is later,
1: right? So, and so they right. can buy your book. Um, can they buy it online?
2: They can buy it anywhere. Um, of course, you know they can buy it pretty much anywhere. If they go to MaximizeYourMedicare.com, there are all sorts of links to the bookstores, and of course what isn't for sale on Amazon these days, pretty right, much everything. Right. Uh, absolutely. And then from there, if so if those persons don't want to want to read a book, some people like to read physical books, that is certainly an avenue. And of course, there's link there, a very important link, actually, is there's a free newsletter
3: on uh-huh, that site. That would be helpful. In
2: which case, right, in which case you get little tidbits, not all at once, and... It also will highlight when I have, you know, the Maximizer Medicare podcast, which you were good enough to be a guest on and which we will revisit shortly. But um, absolutely where those, all those resources are available Links there up on the site, maximizermedicare.com.
1: So, and I'm sure that that answers a lot of the questions. And, you know, it doesn't have to be if you're turning 65. It can be if your parents are turning 65 or a friend is turning 65 that maybe doesn't understand a lot or... Maybe just having a different set of ears listening or a different set of eyes reading some of these things, in case there are questions, and we can always call you, right, Jay? You
2: can, of course. There's there are links there, and rather than being a walking advertisement on your radio show here, Deb, I just encourage people to use that site as the place to get every, to reach out to me in whatever way you would like. And your last point is the one that probably attracts me most to the message of your entire movement there, Deb, which is that we've got this support system of people.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And Maximizer Medicare has done a pretty good job of reaching the person first turning 65. But my appeal today for your listeners is that you have a parent. You have a grandparent you have a friend who you know who doesn't know everything that they should know or you suspect it. So it's hard to talk to your person to a friend like that if you've known for thirty years and say, Hey, you know what, you don't know everything that you're supposed to know for Medicare as it feels like meddling into their business right. and maybe he doesn't want to. So what I tell them to do is go to the website, go to the Facebook page, sign up, hey, this this guy who thinks he knows something about Medicare, and Humana thinks he knows something about Medicare. Don't listen to me. Why don't we just go to this resource, a nice, ah, good less
3: point. Right.
2: threatening way right, right, of getting the information they require. You know, I, I have friends that, okay, well, they they think they know or they have a particular attitude and they're not particularly accepting of new ideas or whatever it
3: may be. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Maybe you may know somebody, I- <laughs> for example. <laughs> everyone, I think. I don't think it's heroic for me to say that everyone has a person that pops into their mind. that <laughs> fits that description. <laughs> yeah. so, but yet yeah, it's important to them and you want to do the right thing for them. But it's hard to breach the topic. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a place that's free, at least to get them on the right, get on the right foot, and when you're first turning sixty-five, this is the prime
1: opportunity to do so. Excellent. Absolutely. Very good. Well, thank you so much, and we hope that you'll be in the studio soon, visiting us, and uh, possibly taking some questions uh, via the internet our chat room we have the then we can have the phone lines available and stuff because when is open enrollment is that starts you said football season so I'm assuming that's October right, through it December. On october 15th so
2: we'll figure out a schedule Deb Good. and after I'll be making a lot of public presentations in uh, nearby yourself. Good. So I, we, will let, we will arrange to do that. It'd be my privilege and my privilege today.
1: Well, thank you so much, and my privilege as well. And I, I thank you. I not only value your expertise; I value your friendship. And I, I'm so happy we got to spend a little bit t- of time together this afternoon.
2: I am too.